Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. What they don't want you to know with your host, Mr. Noriega. Is the government keeping secrets? You bet they are. And here, those secrets are revealed. Teacher, seven years researching the common core of the education system. Author Noriega. What they don't want you to know. Tonight, Terry, we have a treat. We have Loy, an author of the Constitution. He's going to be talking to us all things Constitution, especially seven points about the Constitution tonight. So it's going to be an exciting show. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for your comment, Randy. I will correct you one thing there. Uh, he's not actually an author of the Constitution. He's author of, about a, of a book about the Constitution. Book. Book. <laughs> all, all Obviously, all our, we don't have uh, uh, Benjamin Franklin or, no. or Andrew Jackson or no. somebody no, like that. They're not here. here. <laughs> now, that would be yeah. a special show if Ben, old Ben Franklin were here. But uh, yeah, that would very be welcome. I, I actually have a brother lives in Tennessee, and uh, I think it's a great state. I've been there more than once and always, always uh, felt the true hospitality when I go to um, Tennessee. It's a wonderful place. Uh, Loy, welcome to the show. Uh, again, as I was saying, author, author of a book about the Constitution. Seven points, seven incredible points about the Constitution that he'll be going over with us tonight. And hopefully we can get Wayne Hill, co-founder of the Independent American Party as well. That's where our difficulties came in, is we could not get uh, Wayne Hill to be able to to come on the show. But we got Lloyd. Lloyd, tell us the, the a little bit about your book and tell us uh, the title of the book and what you'll be talking about tonight. Okay, it's actually a pocket Constitution with my discoveries. And uh, this is the first publication in America's history that specifically identifies clauses within the Constitution that declare that uh, the concept of socialism is, is unlawful and unconstitutional. Uh, if you were to ask any of your representatives, where in the Constitution is there a clause that pushes back against socialism, I don't think any of them could tell you where that clause is. And there are reasons for that. So I can go into that too, but that's that's kind of a brief explanation. We printed the 10,000, we have about 3,000 left. Well, and fantastic, and anybody can get these. Yeah, and if you go to sevendiscoveries.com, you can you can get these. And you get a digital version too that has the digital hyperlink. So every word in the index is a hyperlink to where it belongs in the Constitution. What I'm going to do briefly is I'm going to have each one of you um, introduce yourselves Give a little bit more of a synopsis of who you are and, uh, you know, why you're on the show and this kind of thing so that our 
uh, that our viewers can can uh, can hear a little bit more about them. Uh, one of the things about me is that um, although I've never really seen the TV series, um, our host here he started calling me Locke after a character in in the TV series uh, Lost. I live lots of places. I've, uh, I'm a retired air traffic controller. I worked in numerous towers and centers and different places on the earth. Um, I um, learned Cantonese when I was younger. I was a, a Mormon missionary or a missionary for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in Hong Kong back in the 70s. Interesting note, uh, the day I arrived in Hong Kong was September 9th, uh, 1976. And that is the day that Chairman Mao died. The, all of China was just not big enough for the two of us. And since I'd just gotten there, he decided he had to leave, I guess. I, I, don't, I don't know if uh, he even had any concept that I was there. Um, even though I grew up with a reading disability, in, in, uh, I've read lots of books. I've got over that as an adult, and I enjoy reading, uh, continually enjoy learning. Fantastic. And how about you, Lloyd? Tell us a little bit about yourself, how you became an author and, and uh, all, you know, everything about Lloyd. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, quite a few years ago, my parents had a serious problem. Their four sons wanted to form a rock band. They didn't know what to do. They were quite besides themselves. So they decided to fix that problem by getting us trumpets. I thought, how how much rock and roll could they get out of a trumpet? <laughs> so to make a long story short, we practiced hard enough, but we ended up on over 60 national television shows, shows counting reruns, The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, for those of you that remember him, and Christmas in Washington with President Reagan, hosted by Barbara Mandrell, and a bunch of, bunch of TV shows. And so and we did some touring, and uh, a few years after that, I felt guilty after watching Fox News one too many times. I felt guilty for not reading the Constitution. So I started reading the document and it wasn't fun. It was uh, tedious and boring and I just forced myself to go through it. And then I started finding things in it that kind of blew my mind. I thought, you know, as a missionary in the LDS church, uh, you usually want to read the Bible before you go out. And I remember when I did that, it was a similar experience. I started finding scriptures that you don't hear mainstream. You don't hear um, congregations or ministers or pastors talk about these scriptures and they're so specific and they're so connected to what we were teaching as as LDS missionaries. So the same kind of experience happened. And so as I started discovering things that I thought were incredible that everyone knew, I started Googling and searching and found that no one else had published some of this stuff. So I had a chance to spend about a half hour with Zeldin Nelson, the owner of the National Center for Constitutional Studies, started by Clan Skousen and himself and some others. And I shared some of my discoveries and I said, I've never heard anyone else talk about this stuff. And he said, I've never heard it either. Would like to publish it too, if you'd let us do that. So I decided to do my own pocket constitution and put those discoveries you know, within that pocket constitution. So this is actually about my 11th version that I have right now that we've just printed 10,000 and we have about 3,000 left. So I've been focused on that the last few years. I've run for US Senate as sort of a documentary filmmaker. You can see videos of me talking about the constitution. It was great 
running for office because I wasn't worried about winning or not. I just spoke, you know, what I wanted to say and talk about the Constitution. And very few politicians, as you know, talk or reference the Constitution. So that's kind of how I got to this point. An extremely small amount of, uh, of politicians ever reference the Constitution. That's true. So we have Wayne, Wayne Hill here, founder of the uh, founder, of, uh, co-founder, that is, of the American Independent Party. Uh, Wayne, can you hear me? Okay. Uh, Wayne, can you introduce yourself a little bit? And yeah, this is Wayne Hill, and I'm from actually Provo, but I just came down to St. George to my home in, Pro, in St. George today. Got my wife off to Mexico, and so we're just uh, I'm down here and recover from all night getting her on the plane. So Let's get to right down to the meat and potatoes. I think that's what the viewers want to watch. But in the end, it's worth it. We have some incredible, knowledgeable people that are always on the show. We're always talking uh, incredible issues. So let's run with it. I think we should get right to the meat and potatoes. Let's get to Loy and, uh, and, and, and the bound book that he has and talk about those issues. Uh, what do you say about that, Randy? Sounds great. I'm less. I'm interested in hearing. Well, I've known Lloyd for 20 years, and I knew his dad before that. And he's he's taken upon himself to enlighten us on the Constitution, and that's certainly a needed thing because he's found seven discoveries in it that nobody else has seen in 200 and something years. And so it's it's pretty awesome what he's done, and that. There's no taxing in the Constitution, so he's going to get into that. You'll love it, and it's exciting to have Loy here, and I appreciate he's my neighbor in Provo. And it's exciting to have what information as he even has in his Constitution. But I offer a Constitution to him, and people say, oh, I already have a Constitution. No, you don't have one that has seven discoveries in it. You don't have one that has the Ten Commandments in it. You don't have one that says you don't have to pay taxes, it's illegal. And you don't have one that says you're a felon. These supposed politicians we have on both sides of the aisle are felons because they're practicing socialism. Anyway, I'll let Lori do it. He does it a lot better than I do, so uh, take it away. <laughs> Sounds good. Let's get down to the meat and potatoes, the nitty-gritty, as Nacho says it. Um, I know I've read the Constitution myself several times. And uh, to find out things that, that nobody has found out about the Constitution, I'm a little skeptical myself, but I'm skeptically optimistic, thinking I want to I make these discoveries myself, too. So, Loy, take it away. First of all, um, uh, since, since you're the guest here, I'll let you recap. What it, tell us a little bit about the Constitution, the, the importance of it, and then let's get down to the meat and potatoes, the nitty-gritty. So talking about the, the sure, Constitution sure. of the United States of America. Yeah. Go ahead, well, yeah, most people don't understand what it actually is. As a matter of fact, even the Bill of Rights, the title Bill of Rights, identifying the first 10 amendments, I think is a bit misleading because it's it's not really the Bill of Rights for all of us, because as we know, our rights are innumerable. You can't just limit them to a specific number and put them in, in the con into a context of the Bill of Rights. Congress defined the first 10 amendments as further declaratory and restrictive clauses to the Constitution. Uh, so the seven articles are actually changed by the first 10 amendments. But you, I don't think you can find any publication that shows anything changed or recognized as being changed by the first 10 amendments. So that's another question 
that can be asked is what did the first 10 amendments change since they are restrictive and declaratory clauses and amendments change. So if you look at the first seven articles as sort of like the contract and then the first 10 amendments as uh, fixing any mistakes or errors that were within the seven articles, then you can start putting pieces together. But before you can understand taxes and money, go ahead. Yeah, and, and, and just to put that into context of the viewer, you know, um, a lot of viewers are familiar with a contract that you, you, your real estate contract. You know, you have the original contract that you sign between the buyer and the seller that your agent helps you set up, which we could say is the Constitution of the United States of America between, uh, you know, the, the government and the people, uh, this kind of thing. And then, of course, anything you add to that is an amendment to that, to that specific contract. And in cases, uh, the, the, uh, those amendments that you put supersede the original document. In other right. words, what happens is if you, you're selling your home for, let's say, 250000 and then you have an amendment later on uh, dated and signed by both parties that says, well, now you're reducing it to 240000 and you're giving a $5,000 credit back for, let's say, fixing the roof or whatever it may be, um, you know, that that's going to amend and going to be included as part of the original document document as long as all parties have signed it. And as long as, uh, you know, it is ratified for for, right. for better uh, uh, yeah, case that, of it is so, so just turning it into, into uh, layman's right. terms there. But go ahead, Lloyd. That's good. Yeah. So you don't have to read rewrite the contract. You can just make some changes that way. And actually, most people don't understand that the Constitution is a contract, but it's not between the government and the people. It's actually between the states. So the state's representatives get in and have this compact, this contract between each other. So if you were to destroy and completely eliminate the Constitution, the federal government would be destroyed and disappear along with it because that's where they get their powers. So maybe I could just kind of share one one concept, uh, one of the one of the discoveries. Um, if if a person does not understand what a privately owned central bank is, they will not understand the financial implications of the Constitution, having to do with taxes and monetary uh, questions answers. So, but I also want to make very clear: I'm not advocating that anyone stop paying taxes. That's not that's not the purpose of the book. Is to tell people that they don't have to pay taxes. I just, I'm just showing that, that uh, the, the book shows that not only is all taxation unnecessary, all taxation is unconstitutional. We could start by going to the Fifth Amendment, the last line that states you cannot have your private property taken from you for public use without just compensation. Well, what is your private property? Your private property is not just real estate. It's your money. It's your belongings. It's your personal private property. So the government cannot take your money or based on this on this Fifth Amendment, they cannot take your money from you for public use without just compensation. So they, if they take a dollar, they would have to give a dollar value back. And some people in discussing this, they'll say, well, that's public use. You get public use. And it's like, no, when the government eminent domains your house, they pay you for your house even though you still have access to the roads that they built where your house was. So no, you, you need, according to the Fifth Amendment, we cannot have our private property taken from us and distributed to other people without just compensation. So people would say, well, that's taxation. 
And uh, how are we going to fund government if we don't have taxation? Well, Article 1, Section 8 in the Constitution gives the Congress the enumerated power to create coin money, which they're not doing now. As you know, they've, they've uh, given that power to the Federal Reserve, privately owned central bank. And a lot of people don't realize that when a trillion dollars is created out of thin air by the Federal Reserve system, through whatever mechanics or mechanical uh, you know, devices that they use, that trillion dollars is 100% pure profit to the central bankers before interest. That's how they're able to make below interest loans and still profit on the 100% of the principal. So that's kind of it in a nutshell. Some Ron Paul would say, we'll get rid of the Fed. And I say, no, just, uh, just enforce their nonprofit status and replace the people who control the Fed with honest people and take possession of the Fed, make the Federal Reserve uh, federal would be one one solution for that, and 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 also Ron Paul would 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 be saying you know eliminate taxation altogether because it's unconstitutional right. at that point. Right. And I would make a comment. I, I don't I don't say devil's advocate comment here, but just a okay. a layman comment of sure. of interpretation here because when we're right. talking about the Constitution and interpretive Constitution and um, who gets at that point because you're talking about that the constitutional. Constitution says that we, you know, taxation is illegal, and 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 that and that right there is a statement that many people, not just uh, yourself, Loy, has has have made, but many people have made that. But then again, when it comes down to the contract itself, which is between the states, uh, the federal government and the states, and and the people, because we are the states. But uh, when when that contract is made, the question then becomes. Who gets to interpret that contract? And if I were to 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 contrast this uh, to say something as 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 understandable as the scriptures, for instance, Doctrine and Covenants, Pearl of Great Price, Book of Mormon, uh, the Bible, who gets to interpret scriptures? Well, we would know that the scriptures themselves would say, well, the only one that can interpret a scripture a scripture is a prophet, seer, and revelator. So, not a layman like myself, but a prophet. Would have that authority to interpret the scriptures well who gets then to interpret who is the prophet the interpreter uh, according to the constitution itself for the constitution do lawyers have that interpretive power or is it the judicial system that is that is just solely responsible for the interpretation of that document and if it is therefore the judicial system or even the senate and the house if that is, then can they interpret it and do they have the legal right to interpret that? And if they do, then they would be able to say, well, we interpret it as being that, that taxation is legal in that case. Uh, Loy, what do you think about yeah, that? Yeah, well, we've heard a, a great a great his, historical figure say that you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So I kind of compare it to the little story of... Uh, you know, what's the difference between a Ferrari and a Volkswagen? If you study it and get into it, you know the difference. And there are truths that are so obvious. And that's what I had to do as I was studying the Constitution, looking at these different concepts. I had to be able to back it up. So I had to connect the dots. Like so Ron Paul was saying stuff. Uh, and I said this to President Trump in 2016. I was able to uh, and it was broadcast on MSNBC. I was able to ask him some questions. And one of my questions in front of this viewer audience was uh, was Lori Rothman, a Fox News analyst, had Ron Paul on as an within you know on the show interviewing him, and she targeted that concept. She says, "Ron, you're saying that 1.6 trillion of the debt is fictitious," 
And, and she says, why do you say that? And he says, well, it is. And he wanted to explain a little bit. And she says, well, Ron, you know it's not fictitious because it's owned by the financial markets. And at that point, I thought Ron was going to say, well, you just proved my point because the financial markets are owned by the private sector. And so you've just proven my point. And so it's sort of this smoke and mirrors where they, if you don't understand something, you kind of give up and then you're left to be a victim. So if we understand concepts that are so crystal clear and we can connect the dots, for example, okay, if we don't need to be taxed and if taxing is really not only unnecessary, which I say it is completely unnecessary, and that's what Ron Paul was saying, why, do, why are we taxed? But I'm talking all tax. So if we eliminate all taxation, then how do we fund the necessary expenditures uh, that government needs to, you know, purchase with, with money? And Article 1, Section 8 gives us the answer. The power to create money, to coin money, is given to the Congress. So under a perfectly honest governmental structure, uh, the Constitution would is set there to limit spending. And as the government takes control of the Federal Reserve like it should, a trillion dollars created would then be profit for the Treasury instead of debt like it is today. So we would move from a debt-based currency to a profit-based currency, and that's what it's supposed to be. And then there's no need for any taxation whatsoever. And if the government follows the Constitution strictly, that's our balanced budget amendment because the enumerated powers in Article 1, Section 8 limit spending. So that would, that would control and protect the value of the currency. So... That's it in kind of a nutshell. And, and that, makes, that makes perfect sense to me, Lori, that not only the Constitution would provide a clause that uh, gives the, the ability to have funding for whatever the government needs to spend on roads and on uh, everything else, that it, uh, yeah. of course, that it's going to need, but also to limit that spending so that it doesn't go berserk, etc. Um, right. But Lori... Um, as far as my original question was concerned, when we're talking about the amendments and we're talking about the Constitution itself, what provisional clause or what uh, um, interpretation powers does the Constitution give and to who does it give that uh, interpretation powers to? In other words, does the Constitution say that, that the interpretation thereof of the Constitution is just strictly to the uh, judicial system or, or does the Constitution itself allow for a broader interpretation by lawyers or by people, uh, well, we the people itself? Well, we need to understand the purpose of the Constitution. We need to know uh, that the Constitution does not give anyone any rights whatsoever. And, but what it does do is protect the unalienable rights that we receive from God. And so this is a government for the people, by the people. So it's really up to the people, up to the individual to have an understanding and to study and to know the Constitution so that they can vote for the proper representatives. And of course, we have a judicial system. You know, we have the lower courts and the higher courts that where we can, if we have uh, problems, we can go to the courts and go to the U.S. Supreme Court. But it really boils down to the individual. I mean, it, the problems we have today is basically the lack of knowledge that the individuals in this country have. If they had the knowledge that they should have of the Constitution and their rights, we would not have the problems we have. We wouldn't have the corrupt leaders that we have in government today. And so here's here's an example of, of, of knowledge that we need to have. I mentioned that we need to understand central banking, what a privately owned central bank is before we understand the Constitution. 
I was able to ask Congressman Alan West a few years ago, face to face. I said, when the US Bureau of Engraving and Printing prints a hundred dollar bill, the cost of that printing is 15 cents. That leaves $99.85 profit. Whose profit is it? I asked him that to his face. He's a member of the US House of Representatives. It's his job with 434 other members of the House to understand money more than anyone else or just as much as anyone else. And he looked at me and he gave me a very candid, very honest answer. It really surprised me and I was impressed and surprised with his answer. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And his answer was three words. I don't know. <laughs> he didn't know who owns the profit. And so there's the problem right there is education. As Thomas Jefferson has said, the true correct corrective of constitutional abuse is education. And if we don't know where money comes from, if we don't know the three organizations that create new currency and who is supposed to own the profit from the creation of that currency, we cannot have a fundamental grasp of the Constitution and how it relates to taxation and financial freedom. I, I, I completely agree. I mean, that makes sense uh, in every way. Let's let Randy uh, <laughs> chime oh. in here. I don't pretend to understand what you're talking about on, on taxation. Um, I've just I've heard many people forever say, oh, you know, taxation is illegal without anything to back it up. And and, and to me, this is this is refreshing that you've, you've explained it in a way that is understandable and explains what it what what it means and and how it's supposed to be or how it was originally designed to be. It's, you know, it's clear that um, we've, as, as people, as in a nation, we do not understand the constitution or the laws that were set up and the way that, uh, yeah. that were set up. And it seems we've definitely come a long way from that because things are so different than they were just 50 years ago when, when I was a teenager. Sure. And, and it, it's, and they, they, you know, they keep changing, <laughs> they keep changing stuff. And, and it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Well, the book explains that this pocket constitution goes in and explains right. that. The, the exciting thing to me about it is not only is it unconstitutional, it's not needed. It's not necessary. So no. rather than, rather than take a, a tax protest approach, you just say, Hey, it's, we don't need it here. Look at, look at how it can be done and has been done. Right. Well, Loy, if you take the federal government and they create a governmental structure that or or rather Congress is the one that creates the money, creates the coin or through the house. And, and therefore you have that 
that ability to print money, which, you know, they're printing money anyway, for the private sector. But I'm talking if the government were to do that and to create a positive flow instead of a negative flow like you're talking about, and then the same constitution polices the, the expenditures, then that would make a lot more sense of what's what would be happening what the outcome than to be uh, trillions and trillions and forever in debt into into right. such an incredible amount of debt that we yeah. foresee that there is no possible outcome other than the collapse of of government the collapse of economy uh, no other outcome besides that so uh, well, definitely yeah. obviously taking the constitution and enforcing it and making it the supreme law of the land would would uh would um, well, you, you raise a good thought. question. You, that's an excellent thought you raised. And that is uh, under our current system, no matter how productive this country is, no matter how rich we become, we'll never get out of debt because we have to borrow money into existence for the expanding economy and the expanding population. So under the current system, we'll never, never get out of debt. And so. who bails us out but China? <laughs> and China well, wants me, to take well, the world. Let me, talk, let me talk a little bit about China. Let's let's, put that back let's, let's yeah. let Wayne chime in, chime in here because he hasn't. He's on the phone. Okay. He's not on FaceTime sure. here. So Wayne, give us a little bit of your views uh, so far. One, he worked on uh, covers for the Constitution in his ten years of studying it and coming out with it. And my favorite one is he has the politicians with handcuffs on. I, I love that one. Yeah. That would be nice to see that. Them all be put where socialists should be. Just what makes them socialist? And I, I think you can see right now, probably all of them are qualified. Oh, it is. It is. And, and, and I love some of the, uh, uh, you know, some of these uh, uh, prophecies from some of the, uh, uh, you know, the leaders, the past leaders of the church, the Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, you know, prophesying that, that, that there will be a time, of course, some of these are apocryphal writings because we can't confirm nor deny them, but there will be a time when, when, when the government has, you know, collapsed completely and they don't even rebuild Washington anymore. They don't even rebuild it because, uh, uh, you know, everybody has this sour taste in their mouth of these, uh, the way that, that the politicians have ran the country down into the ground. But I want to again play devil's advocate, Loy. Uh, here, if you don't mind, sure. because no, again, not at all. That's good. Whatever our audience may be, they whether they sure. are from the right, which is what we want, uh, the, the the intelligent. But you know, you you have a, you have a, 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 a I can't I can't say dummies, but you have a, a few people that are you know they they're socialists or they or for whatever reason they have these thoughts and and they run with them. And let's let's get let's get those thoughts um, logically, uh, you know, work through. Uh, for okay. instance. Um, one would say that being the contract that is the Constitution uh, and the separation of powers that the Constitution gives between judiciary, uh, legislative, and, 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 of course, executive, one would say that the, uh, that, that the creation of the law through the Constitution would come through the, the legislative uh, and, of course, the, the, the purse through the, through the House. Uh, and, and then one would say that the interpretation of that law would then become the judiciary's power, uh, according to the Constitution, and then, of course, the executive would be the branch of the president and whatnot uh, uh, that would enforce that uh, that law. Now, taking that into consideration, uh, one would, uh, you know, an, an adversary of all this would say, "Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Then wouldn't it be the 
the, the court's decision to say, hey, we are interpreting the Constitution this way and we can establish these laws based on our, on our interpretation. We're, 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 we're looking at these laws that are coming out of the legislative branch that they're making thousands and tens of thousands of laws each year, uh, just books and books of laws. And we're taking these and we're interpreting them and we're interpreting them to be constitutional at this point. And so, you know, we have that power to interpret. And so therefore the establishment that we've created with that taxes you, that looks into your house. I mean, not only taxation on constitution, but we're talking about all things, uh, taxation. We're talking about, uh, you know, the privacy of your home, whether you are, uh, or, or freedom of speech, whether <laughs> whether they can just yank you off Facebook if they want to, and yank the very president of the United States off Facebook if they want to. You know, every everything, uh, freedom of speech, they can interpret it the way they want to and say, you know, whatever laws we've put out, the court has interpreted them as being constitutional, and therefore we have that power given to us from the Constitution. And so in reality, we are serving our constitution because we're interpreting whatever you, you you may not you may not like our interpretation of it but we're interpreting it and we have that power to do so right Lloyd? yeah well again it's up to the individuals that put those people into office and we have a representative we have a republican form of government so it, i think uh, our corrupt government is a direct reflection of our ignorance unfortunately so uh we have to you know we have to come up to speed on a few things so that we can you know fix that. But here's an example of how ignorant we are. Uh, how many people know the difference between the U.S. Bureau of Engraving and Printing, the U.S. Mint, and the Federal Reserve, and what the different aspects of that are? And so back to that question that I asked uh, Congressman Alan West, you know, who owns that profit? Well, I called, the, I called the Bureau of Engraving and Printing, got someone on the phone, and I asked them that question. And they said, first they said, is this being recorded? And I said, no, it wasn't. And they said, we, we sell all paper money. The U.S. Bureau of Engraving and Printing creates all the paper money for the United States. All the Federal Reserve notes are created there. And they said they sell it to one exclusive customer. They sell that paper money to one exclusive customer, the Federal Reserve, at the cost of paper and ink. So the Federal Reserve gets to buy $100 bills for about 15 cents each. Now, the Federal Reserve also has unlimited power in creating all the digital money, and they own the 14 central banks of the world, so they can create unlimited trillions of dollars without even, with, that, with no oversight, without our government even knowing they can create trillions of dollars, and they can wire transfer it to their central banks and their banking institutions. And then you have the U.S. Mint that creates coins and there's federal statutes on the books that when the U.S. Mint creates a coin and the value of the coin, the face value of the coin is higher than the actual value of the metal, that they refer to as it goes from off profit to on, no, off budget to off budget to on budget profit for the treasury. So there's some profit for the treasury actually with coins. I was able to meet with Congressman Alan Grayson, he was working with President Obama, and I think they actually created a trillion dollar platinum coin. I was alone in his <laughs> office for a half hour telling me about this. And he said, but after they did that, they thought, who would they, they didn't know who they would give it to, to overcome the debt ceiling problem. Now that would have been in the wrong hands, them creating a trillion dollar coin, wrong hands, but <laughs> it was constitutional. And I said, why didn't you just do paper money or other metals? And they said, because Congress has passed laws limiting the face value of paper money and other 
precious metal or other metal coins. So there's a real conspiracy thing going on here. So Definitely. they weren't able to do that. Thank goodness they weren't able to do that and do that, but that actually would be constitutional. So that's what the Congress could do if they were honest people, is they could just tell that the US meant to create a $100 trillion coin and then they could they could distribute a trillion dollars to every state and keep fifty trillion dollars for federal spending and then stick to the constitutional strictly stay to the guidelines stay within the guidelines of the constitution uh, with its limited spending and that would that would protect the currency and it would give us a completely tax free system we eliminate socialism and then and socialism is really the counterfeit of a tax free system that's how I look at it. Well, you got counterfeits to everything, right? We got counter yeah, counterfeits absolutely. to the gospel of Jesus Christ, and we got counterfeits to uh, the Constitution of yeah. the United States of America, and all these right. things come from one person, which is our Creator, right? Yeah. So um, the adversary, of course, likes to make those counterfeits. Loy, um, this is fantastic stuff. I want to zoom you into, uh, you know, forgive me for for zooming in, but let's get to the next topic because i know that's a hot sure. topic uh, sure. uh you know we're talking about taxation give us another one of the of, of the seven points okay well the socialism is a, is a big one right now mm -hmm. and so in the constitution as you know uh congress members of congress are protected against charges of misdemeanors if they're on their way to a congressional hearing but there's no protection whatsoever within the seven articles of the constitution or the amendments that protects them from committing felonies so, so there's no power given Congress in the Constitution to legislate felonies or legislate crimes. And what is taking our property and giving it to other people? But conspiracy felony theft or, or conspiracy to commit felony theft. That's basically it in a nutshell. And so we here in Utah, the former run that, Utah, run, that, run, that, run, that, run that to us layman over here because you went yeah. for a second. You know, you went above my head there okay, for a second. So, 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 so run the conspiracy in layman's terms to me. Uh, give me an example. Okay. Well, you if you go to your neighbor's house and break into them their house and you steal a television and give it to someone else, that probably yeah, is yeah. a felony. Okay. Yeah, 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 that's a if, if you if you commit oh, a misdemeanor, over five hundred dollars. Right. If you, well, no, if you, entry is going to be a felony anyway. So yeah, right. go ahead. Now, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but if if you if you go shoplift a small, you know, a small item, that's a mis. I think that's a misdemeanor crime. Yeah. Yeah. But if yeah. two people conspire to do it, there are laws on the books where if two people do it, it raises it from a misdemeanor to a felony. Yeah. Yeah. When that's two good. members of Congress get together and they say, "Hey, let's legislate a crime. Let's actually legislate a crime." And then it'll be legal. No, they can't do that. That's still a crime. It's still a felony. It's still a conspiracy to commit a felony. Just because they want to turn a crime into legislative law does not preempt or does not protect them from it being a crime. There's nothing anywhere in the Constitution that states they can get together and create crimes, turn crimes into legislation. It's still a crime, so, but so but they trick us. We allow them to do that. So, are you talking about, for instance, if I can give an example, kind of like uh, what the legislature in Oregon did? To uh, you know, at a, at a federal level, we have um, all drugs illegal, and um, and then in a state level, Oregon, 
they decided to conspire together and make the legislature there in Oregon um, decided to make all drugs, and I know this is coming to a shock to some readers, I mean some viewers, sorry, uh, but they decided to make all laws, all, all drugs legal. So you can have uh, you can have cocaine, and you're not you're you're not breaking a crime. You can you can have meth. You could have uh, uh, whatever you know. Sh- shoot up in heroin right in the street. Not going to get arrested because it's legal. So is that what we're talking about at a state level, federal level? What are we talking well, about here? May, maybe a maybe another example would be the taking of innocent lives. Mm-hmm. So like abortion. If, if, exactly. Exactly. So they're going to get if they can if our legislators can turn murder into a lawful act, then there's no well, limit well, to the crimes that they can right, perpetrate you know. on us. Right. Uh-huh. So, and the problem so again back, goes back to back our ignorance. When, when, so, so what you would be arguing is back in the '60s when they when they created this this law, uh, you know, that went all the way to the Supreme Court, and they interpreted, and then out of that came all this genocide of millions and tens of millions of right. innocent fetuses. Uh, you know, uh, in some cases, I don't even want to, I don't even want to talk about the heinousness of it. So close to birth, um, but they created a law uh, through the judiciary system, saying yeah. that no, no, this is. This is, and, and I don't even know how that works because the, the judiciary system isn't supposed to create laws, by the way. It's supposed to, it's supposed to interpret the law. But uh, anyway, out of that decision, then they decided, no, no, uh, we, we're able to, um, you know, call it uh, women's, uh, women's uh, freedom sure. to choose sure. their body. Sure. Uh, and, and, and then we can go ahead and murder innocent babies that uh, don't get a say for themselves. Yeah. And we're doing that as a conspiracy between men. And, right. and we're exempt. They would say they're exempt because of the Constitution that allows uh, that exemption that you were talking about. Right. But you're saying one step beyond that the Constitution doesn't give them authority or power to right. conspire to break the law. In other words, to get together as they always do, because you know what happens in right. Congress. And if the layman doesn't know, then let me let me, you, you know, Lori, I know you can explain this better, but they get together and they 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 form little coalitions and groups and they go together and they talk together and, and they're, they're like, well, what are we going to put in this 10,000 page uh, document here? If you'll put part of my stuff and I'll put part of your stuff. And they conspire together to make these, uh, these so-called laws. And so what you're saying, Loy, is the constitution doesn't give any kind of protection to congressmen to be able to do that. If they're committing uh, acts of, of, uh, of illegality. Is what you're well, saying. That's, cor- that's correct. Another example would be, uh, let's say there's a U.S. senator that promotes the concept of taking our property and giving it to someone else. Okay, that right there, just promoting that would be the promotion of, 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 of felony theft, which is not protected free speech. The First Amendment does not protect the encouragement of others or government or anyone to commit crimes. And that's what it is. So not only is it not protected free speech, but it's actually a promotion of conspiracy to commit felony theft. And if the, if the citizens in this country understood this, understood their rights, then we wouldn't have a corrupt judiciary. We wouldn't have a corrupt legislator, legislative branch. We would, every, all the branches of government would be much more correct. <laughs> Well, well, the Constitution is very clear on it. I mean, it gives the separation of powers for the 
for the very reason that we don't want the adversary, Lucifer himself, taking over the world. We don't right. want communism coming over. We don't want new world order. But when you, as a everyday citizen, don't realize what's happening, hey, first of all, and, and I see atrocities happening in the last couple of years. First of all, there's a separation of power for a reason here, folks. You know, you have the executive, the legislative, and you the judicial. Um, you know, you have gay marriage. Let's take one of the many atrocities, not to mention the, the genocide of children, not to mention all the all the incredible. But but just with the homosexual issue. OK, you have the Supreme Court ruling the Supreme Court of the land. And then all of a sudden they get to say that the whole country is gay. So now let everybody homosexuality is in. We've said it. And again, these just these these travesties, these 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 attacks on the Constitution since when. Does the judiciary system get to say how America is run? What 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 America? What law? What's lawful in America? Exactly. They don't get to say America's gay. They don't get to do that. And yet, that's exactly what they did. And the Americans, what did they do? What did us Americans, us, we the people, do? We just took it. We're like, oh well, I guess I guess the uh, Supreme Court gets to make a new law, <laughs> you know? And they get to say this didn't come out of the legislature. You know, the House, the Senate didn't vote on this. They didn't say, okay, um, gay marriage is for everybody. Except, no, it was the judiciary branch that all of a sudden decided this goes for everybody. And 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 it is it is unbelievable to me how this keeps happening over and over again, especially since Obama came to reign, since the, the master Gaddy Anton and his robbers came to power. And ever since there, they have been just making a travesty destroying the constitution shredding our parts shredding the separation of powers taking right. powers that don't belong to the judiciary the executive the, the and and this is why this is kind of why people are saying well obama uh you know he was this and that but trump's worse because he's doing all this well if it wasn't for obama you know as much as i love trump and as much as i love that he has those powers uh to to, to remedy situations that obama did he wouldn't have those powers if Obama didn't steal them. You know what I'm saying? Our country wouldn't be backwards the way it is that has set up a king system instead of a executive branch. You know, uh, they, 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 they've now, Obama set it up to be a, a kingdom now uh, where, where the head of the Gaddy Anton Roberts is, and, and, and so we, we're lucky that we have Trump in that. But the very next person that's coming into power, whether it's this new Biden guy or whether whoever it is uh, that... He, he can do anything at that point. He, he can do anything. And it is, it is people that don't understand that there was a separation of powers for a reason. But, Lloyd, I've, I've taken your spot. Let's go, let's go to the next one. Let's go because it's let's, exciting. Let's, real quickly here, Article 6 demands that every legislator, every representative take a binding oath. Well, what is a binding oath? Is the oath binding if there's no penalty attached? In 2010, I produced a documentary called the oath of office, the thread by which the constitution hangs. The oath is still intact and they're still bound, but they're not being held accountable to it. No one's asking our representatives if they're keeping their oath to the constitution. So uh, in 2010, Mike Lee was running for US Senate and I said to him and others, all the US Senate candidates in Utah, I said, what is the penalty for breaking the oath of office? And even Senator Mike Lee said, you lose the election. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And it's like, <laughs> is that maybe in every state there are laws that require a penalty for breaking the oath of office in every state mm-hmm. in california they changed the perjury law to they eliminated the accountability of politicians so in other words if you're a politician you're not you mm-hmm. and the oath of office you're exempt from the perjury laws so you can take a false oath so president mm-hmm. obama and that's what got me going reading the continuing to read the constitution as i read his oath you know people need to go to article two section one last paragraph and read the president's oath he he swore to preserve protect and defend it and if you were mm-hmm. to ask obama how he defended the constitution he might say well we put it down in the basement you know and it's protected with <laughs> glass. You know, we really protected it right so they so people like ruth bader ginsburg can't go out and say hey, the African constitution is better than this one. When she did that, she was violating her oath to uphold and defend the constitution of the United States. So it boils down again to ignorance. A little bit of knowledge could help us enforce the oath that's already in place. We already have a contract with these crooks, with these criminals, but if we don't hold their feet to the fire and hold them accountable, then they will just completely continue doing what they're doing. So there's a lot of power in the constitution and the oath that we need to see. Let's agree on one thing. They've made all their laws, their laws ever since 20, 25 years ago, even 30 years, their laws that they've made, and a lot before that as well, but their laws that they've made are unconstitutional, period. And not only unconstitutional, but demonic. And crimes. Men- they've made crimes <laughs> legislation. They're, yeah. they're, they're, exactly. They've turned, literally turned good into evil and evil into good. We one let example them do it. Of- and one of the example of this is what you're talking about, the perjury, you know, with the senators. So, in other words, it is okay for this secret band, this organization, to lie to your face because that's the law now. They're exempt. So, and no one, no one, no one. The pur- one, of, one of the purposes for the oath is to question our representatives. The Supreme Court justices take two oaths to the Constitution. They take a judicial oath, which includes upholding and defending the Constitution, but they also take a strict oath to the constitution so they've taken these strict oaths and no one brings it up after they take the oath they're never held accountable to it 
And it is, uh, it is not only an incredible corruption, but it is a, uh, this is a big one. It's treason. And as you know, treason is, uh, the, the, the penalty for treason is, is, uh, you know, capital punishment. Well, there's uh, a low reality. treason that's 10 years and high treason. Yeah, death. yeah, and then the high treason. But I would, I would put it at as our representatives, our, our governmental representatives, because a lot of people don't understand it. A lot of people don't realize that we're not in a democracy. This is right. not a democracy, people. You don't get to vote everything. The word we're doesn't exist in, in the Constitution. A, yeah, we're in a republic, a republic. And there's a reason why the founding fathers established that, because of the, the republic is you're supposed to vote for your representatives that represent your best interests so that those learned people can, can uphold the Constitution, number one, and uphold good values and morals, uh, number two, and, and, and fear God, and, and then, and then ex- execute with a sound conscience, you know, uh, before God. Uh, to your best interest. And so if the people are idiots and they're over here, um, you know, for instance, let's say they, they want something incredibly idiotic like uh, burning schools or whatever, whatever comes to their mind, uh, your representatives are, no, they're going to, they're going to uphold the Constitution. They're going to have a high moral standing and uphold uh, values to our creator. And so they are going to give you your best interest. And those, that's, that's how the Constitution set it up. But unfortunately, Unfortunately, we have allowed by either by fraud, deception, or by simple that we love evil in America. We love it. We, we thrive on it. Uh, Hollywood's made us all evil. Uh, you know, we thrive it. And so either we've allowed it or it's, it's come in by itself, by, by corruption or by, or by deceit. We've allowed people that are immoral, unjust, corruptible, and simply evil to come in and become your representatives. So these representatives have destroyed the Constitution and they have corrupted the law to their own interests, not to the interests of the people, not to the interests of the Constitution, and certainly not to the interests of America. They have dragged the Constitution on the mud and they have turned our moral society into an immoral, drag-through-the-mud, perverse society. You ask anybody on the street, and what do they love? They love sex, drugs, and rock and roll, and throwing some perversion and drugs and child pornography and et cetera and everything. And everything goes, and everything is lawful and legal these days. And don't get surprised when you turn around the corner and they're promoting child pornography, you know, because the reality is that they're already legalizing every single uh, drug out there. And who would have even conceived of that 20 years ago? They've already made ho- uh, homosexuality marriage legal. And they've already abolished all religion. They've told us that we can't even go into our, our own uh, synagogues or chapels or et cetera, uh, more than 10 people, this kind of thing. They've, they've closed down temples. They've closed. And, and all this by corruption and an evil entity saying to you, we're your representatives of evil now, and you must serve evil. You must not serve good. So shame to the people. Shame to the people of the United States that took that because it's, our fault that we didn't hold these guys accountable, and now we're suffering our own our own sins, and we're suffering our own our own idiocy because we didn't do anything about it. We had a chance, we didn't do anything about it. Lloyd, yeah, the Second Amendment isn't just about guns; it's about education. 
And Article mm -hmm. 1, Section 8 gives the Congress the power to educate us in the Constitution for the purpose of enforcing the laws of the Union, which is the Constitution. So from the get-go, we got off track because Article 1, Section 8, the Militia Clauses, allows the government to fund us in learning about the Constitution and the purpose for it is to enforce the Constitution with education and with arms. And because we didn't do that, the schools went the opposite direction. Yeah. So it's really, it's a lot about education. Yeah, and, and, and as you know, a lot of you, I used to be known as the Common Core Man. I had a book before it got, um, uh, you know, banned in every Amazon website and in, in, in the world and et cetera. But, uh, you know, I, I was a guy for education. And I'll tell you right now, uh, you know, as, as they called me the, the, the you know, the, the most knowledgeable of Common Core probably in the United States, oh. um, I'll tell you right now that what I learned about Common Core is they got rid of all constitutional learning in classrooms. They, they wiped that out. That was gone with Common Core. And they brought in this fascist, communist, socialist agenda mainly from, from uh, the, the European nations, but also from governments like uh, China and, and, and the old uh, teachings of, 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 of uh, uh, USSR, etc. They literally brought in this anti-American uh, education to our classrooms. And who, who has been brought up with that? Any 20, 25-year-old, 19-year-old that you see out there has been brought up with this anti-American rhetoric that, by the way, people, is not something that you just, okay, accept. It is unconstitutional. It's unconstitutional according to the Second Amendment, and it's also unconstitutional according to education itself because education is not a federal government's right. It is a right uh, reserved. Uh, anything here not, not spoken directly in the Constitution is reserved to who? The states. Yeah, except yet, for constitutional education. Article 1, Section yeah, 8, yeah, exactly. the militia clause gives education, education money. Which, yeah. what did Trump say? Trump said, we're getting rid of all this crap, which yeah, he's 70, talking about the American stuff, and we are going to start teaching the constitutional. That's all I'm going to approve. And he yeah. was talking about the, the sun, sunset law, uh, you know, you know the, 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 the sunset law uh, of uh, no child left behind and et cetera, et cetera. Those were all the laws that came, these are all sunset laws that have to be re ratified by the next president. Obama ratified it. Uh, he changed it into uh, Every Child Succeeds Act. And then uh, Trump was saying, I'm not going to re-ratify anything unless it's constitutional. And he's exactly right, people, because the United States of America and the Constitution dictates that we only teach Constitution to our children. When's the last patriotic child that you've seen out there? You know, waving their flags and putting off fireworks. You don't see those anymore. All you see is children saying how, uh, you know, oh, Marxism is the best thing. And you don't know what you're talking about. And these guys are just parroting things. And it is shame on you parents for yeah. allowing this, this anti-American notion to come in your classrooms and look the other way. Look the other way. And what are you looking at when you're looking at the other way? Are you looking at pornography? Are you looking at, at your filth? Because, uh, you know, if you cared a little bit, you would be seeing that, hey, my child's history book is talking about uh, a president, uh, uh, you know, George Washington as being a tyrant. And for, <laughs> that not in my house. You know what I'm saying? Not in yeah. my house. So uh, yeah. incredible. 
Incredible. Lord. Yeah, I'd like to emphasize that the only constitutionally uh, sound funding of education is constitutional education. Article one, section right. eight, very clear. The government right. can spend as much money as it wants on constitutional education. I'm glad mm. that President Trump is now initiating the 1776 yeah. commission that's yeah. supposed to but, do but that. But how long is that going to last? How long is that going to last? It's a start in the right direction, but yeah, we need yeah. to we need to expose yeah. expose what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Lori, one, one, take us to your next point. <laughs> take us to your next. Okay, well, uh, there's your, several discoveries that I didn't even put in the book, but another one is uh, I was wait, in a wait, convention. Wait, before, before you start, give us one that's not in the book to make this an incredible show here. It's not in the book, people. You can only get it here. Lori, give us one that's not in the book. Okay, I don't, I don't think this one is in the book. It's more interesting okay. than it is useful probably. Uh, I believe it's the 24th Amendment states that you cannot be deprived your right to vote for failure to pay any tax whatsoever, mm -hmm. any tax. So mm -hmm. that would probably mean that those those felony convictions, tax related convictions, some of them could probably be overturned and and reduced to misdemeanor status because it was failure of failure to pay a tax that they were charged with a felony, which eliminated the right to vote which means that was incorrect. So they could probably go into court and say, hey, uh, this better not exceed a misdemeanor because I'm being deprived of my right to vote based on a failure to pay tax. That's, so. And that is very interesting, Lloyd, but I'll tell you my experience. I've never gone to the Supreme Court or anything, but my experience in court, and I do this every time I go in there, whether it's for a traffic ticket or whatever, so they're, they're not allowed to monitor you 24 hours a day with these little cameras outside or whatever it is. That's unconstitutional, people. But anytime I've come into a court and I've mentioned the Constitution, it's like I'm mentioning that their mama's on fire, you know, because right. it's like yeah. I, I can cite constitutional amendments and the Constitution and all, articles all right. I want. And they they tell me to my face, I do not want that in my courtroom. And I'm looking at them, a defender of the Constitution and a judge in the judiciary system, and they don't want Constitution in their courtroom, which lets me know that, hey, you know, whatever you're talking about, Lloyd, which is. Uh, you know, I'm I, I'm I'm now with a felony because of not paying taxes or whatever it is. Uh, they're not going to care. They're not going to care. But what they'll say, what they'll say is, it's not yeah. failure to pay tax; it's fraud. You're you're committing yeah. fraud in your tax return, which is still a tax. But it's just yeah. But uh, well, well, another no, thing, a lot of people they're not, they're not even going to acknowledge the Constitution. Right. It's going to be it's going to be like this when I go in with my traffic tickets. One time I went in there, California court, and I had proved beyond a reasonable doubt. And I had so many, uh, you know, points, A, B, C, all the way through Z. And I was, I think, on G. And I was talking about how they, you know, the Constitution does not allow for surveillance. And I was talking about certain amendments. And, and I was talking about this, this video camera that they have. And then they erase it. But, no, they can't, they can't record in the first place. And I was citing, and I was citing their own. They, they, can't have, they can't have a meeting, a town meeting, to nullify what's the supreme law of the land and giving uh, people the opportunity to come into this town meeting and have a, objections, and and then say, okay, we're gonna we're gonna ratify the uh, the, the 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 video cameras out there recording you twenty four seven as long as we erase them afterward. And so I went into all of that. You 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 can't you can't destroy the Constitution by erasing a tape, but then recording it again, erasing again. That it's not including the Constitution. And so. I went through all this, and then the judge hurried me along. Well, how many other points of the Constitution you have? Well, I have A through whatever. And then he said, do you have any other points about that? Yeah, sure, I have Section 1 or, you know, like, uh, of, of an actual 
you know, I don't have to testify against myself, but I also have proof, burden of proof, which is on you. I, first of all, I don't have any kind of, uh, uh, of, of, of person that is telling me that they saw with their eyes that I committed any crime. And first of all, this isn't even a crime. This is a citation. And so that goes beyond uh, constitution. But then I said, burden of proof, even if this was a crime and even et cetera, et cetera, burden of proof is on you. And he just jumped on that. As soon as he heard non-constitutional argument, he was like, tell me about that. Cause he didn't want anybody in the court to hear constitutional argument. And so he said, okay, tell me about your burden of proof and how, how we don't have proof. And I said, well, wait a minute, your camera, uh, can you prove that's me driving that car? No, we can't. It's dismissed. And he was so fast to dismiss it as long as he was dismissing that ticket on something other than a constitutional basis yeah. because they know they're breaking the Constitution yeah. and they know that they've compacted they as evil conspirators. Yeah. These people, yeah. people, the people that you have as judges, the people that you have as, as politicians in every level are so corrupt and have sold their soul to Satan that they would die rather than defend the Constitution. They are tied in in every way, and they do not want to even admit there is a Constitution, let alone uh, look at your evidences about it. So this is a society we live in. Lloyd, give us one more, please. Give us (laughs) one more exclusive, not in the book. Well, uh, not in the book. <laughs> well, yeah, let's yeah, give us one in the book. Give us one in the book. Okay. Let's the well, there's the big discussion about separation of church and state, right? Yeah. Mm, and they right. refer to the First Amendment. And I've seen, I've seen, uh, you know, the comedian Bill Maher, you know, say reference the Constitution, the, that clause, and it's like most, you know, a lot of people now know that that those words do not exist within the constitution, just as the word Democrat or democratic does not exist within the constitution. So, uh, so, and a lot of people don't realize, a lot of people don't realize that Jesus is in the seventh article of the constitution. Yeah, that's right. right there mm-hmm. with the Christian calendar in mm-hmm. the year of our Lord. Mm-hmm. And so they're so ignorant to the, to the document that they don't even realize that he's right there. So if, if, a, a good contract attorney would say, hey, if you swear to uphold the Constitution of the United States, if you're going to have to do that to be a lawyer or to be a citizen of the, of the U.S., you better understand that the second, the seventh article and the second clause of the seventh article uh, has the words in the year of our Lord. And so you are actually, if you're taking an oath to the Constitution, you're actually taking an oath to uphold and support that concept. That that he is the that the Lord Jesus Christ is the God of the Constitution. So as far as separation of church and state, boy, there's certainly that's a widely misunderstood concept. It is. I mean, I, I don't even know where that uh, you know so many people just quote that over and over again. Separation yeah. of church and state, and that notion that notion is only to the effect of you're referring to a state church. In other words, just like England, remember England, we separated from England. Why? Because we weren't able as, uh, as people to celebrate up to uphold whatever religion you wanted to uphold. You know, you have the church of England over there and that was the state church. Right. And so right. when you're talking about separation of church and state, you're talking about not creating a church state in other words a well, denomination right at that and they're point. confusing uh, they're confusing yeah, a letter from yeah. jefferson with the constitution but there is a difference between church anyway church 
even though that word doesn't appear in the Constitution, but there is a separation of the whole concept church, which means religion, and Christianity, which is the following and acknowledging of the Savior Jesus Christ. Christianity, it is very evident, and this is this is incredible that people don't understand this because it is it is in front of your face, people. Right. Okay, and if it wasn't for Christianity, you wouldn't be able to have Muslims coming over because they wouldn't be allowed. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you know, go ahead and and be Christian in a Muslim nation. Let's see if you're well, allowed. Well, it doesn't there. mean you have to be Christian. Oh, I think you have head. to understand. No, no, it to doesn't. The it doesn't because uh, Jesus allows you to uh, believe whatever you want. Right. But Christianity itself allows you to be whatever you want. Right. Because anything else, right. anything else does not. The so Constitution is, protects your, uh, you is, as an atheist yeah, or as a Christian. But, and Christianity protects it. Because this country right. was founded by Christian, uh, not anything else, Christian founding fathers. And they put their Christian beliefs into the Constitution not only into the seventh article, like you're talking about, saying our Lord, and this is a this is the year of our Lord, but they also put it in many instances as our Creator, uh, you know, and we are accountable to our Creator, uh, stand stand accountable to our uh, the, the Supreme Creator. Are they referring to to Allah in this case? Are they referring to right, no? They're point. referring to right. the Lord Jesus Christ. They were exactly. all devout Christians. And whether they were from different denominations did not matter. They were devout Christians, and they even put it in our coin, in God we That's trust. Right. That's right. And so it is not something that you can say, okay, no, this is not a Christian nation. This is not a nation founded on Christianity. Absolutely incorrect. Our Constitution acknowledges our supreme creator in many instances, cites our Lord, right. Jesus Christ, and pronounces that we are under his divine guidance. I can't remember the word, but the you know divine uh, uh, whatever they Providence use there. Providence, whatever. Yeah. Providence. There you go. Okay. Uh, and his voice, and so, his words too. I want to tell you something real quick too when you finish. Yeah. And so, Here's since this since this is a Christian country, this is a country founded on Christianity, on Christian values, and the acknowledgement of the supreme creator that we are blessings come from they say it in different terms but where our blessings come from our our freedoms come true is from our creator not from law but these right. are inalienable rights that come from our creator and so acknowledging the hand of god in everything and then when somebody comes in here i've had so many people that tell me mr noriega you know this is not a christian nation and etc etc you wouldn't be able to even be Muslim in this country if it wasn't for Christianity allowing exactly. you. Because exactly. if you go to the Muslim nation, right to believe, right to, to believe in Muslim or whatever you want to, in yeah. Buddha or whatever. But if you go to a Muslim nation, you're not going to be able to be Christian. You're going to get your head chopped off. You know what I'm saying? So this American Constitution is founded by God and is meant to be spread to the whole world to defend the world's freedoms and liberties to choose for themselves. It is a basic matter of protecting human rights. And when somebody comes in here and tries to devastate the Constitution by saying ridiculous things like that, well, you know, it's, it's very obvious and it's very Christian. And the only reason why we're getting destroyed now is because we've left Christian values and are now serving the king 
of earth, which is the devil. You know, we're serving the king of of, of sin, of, of complete, uh, you know, his kingdom here with his money and his power and his glory. That's who we're serving. And we've that that's where our laws reflect now. Yeah, Lloyd. Thank you. Thank you. What one of my one of my most uh exciting <laughs> one of my most one of my most exciting thank you, Randy. One of my most exciting discoveries was uh I found what I felt when I read it, I felt like it was word for word the voice of God. You know, we've heard that the constitution is inspired, but when I read this part that I found, it was like it was like the eleventh commandment. It's like I could hear the Lord actually saying these words. And so I kind of define it as the, vo the voice of God. So I tell people, I say this, one of my favorite discoveries is I found the interpretation clause within the Constitution. I found the clause that demands the Constitution only be interpreted in, in ways that protect our God-given unalienable rights. And it's the Ninth Amendment. It's one sentence. And I've gotten all my family members, my nephews and nieces, I'll give them treats and stuff if they memorize this because it's just one sentence. And it's, it's this, the enumeration in the constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. And so in a way I say that's the 11th commandment. When I was studying the constitution, I believe it like, it's like I was seeing the history of how it was made. It's like a chess match. You have the devil and you have God playing chess because you have certain clauses in the seven articles that had to be checkmated out and weren't until the first 10 amendments were put in place. And the problem today is a lot of our representatives trick us. And because we don't know the Constitution well enough to hold their feet to the fire, they just go on those seven articles and not the 10 amendments that actually change those seven articles like the Fifth Amendment, which talks talked about. And others yeah that's that's yeah. incredible and i and i love that 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 it it is it is sounding like an 11th uh, commandment because it says, shall not shall not be it's like yeah thou shall not kill right. shall not be it, that's yeah. awesome yeah that's awesome exactly. right yeah the uh, you know i it's interesting you mentioned the ninth uh, amendment because that's actually the only part of the constitution that i remember you know if, if someone oh, would wow. say what if someone would say, you know, for the last 20, 30, 40 years, what's in the First Amendment, I'd say, I'm not sure. Or the Second Amendment, I'm not sure. But I've always known the Ninth Amendment, which is we're not, you know, we're not limited to what is in black and white here because we have, we have to protect all the rights. And that actually, that, that for me, that has always been the only one that I, that I ever uh, actually knew because to me that was just the most important. Um, I would I would think like for example. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, any Anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Um, because I think weird thoughts. I, I would think, well, you know, we have the right to, you know, keep and bear arms. And then, and then, you know, I would let my mind wander and say, well, that doesn't really give us the right to not keep and bear arms. I think we should force everybody to. You know, I mean, I'm not honestly saying that that's right, but but in my imagination, I go, well, man, well, it doesn't say we can't just force everybody to have arms. We sh- maybe we should do that. We should just make yeah. everybody have a gun. And I, I mean, I'm just being silly. Well, we but, can provide the payment for them. We can pay for the guns and ammo and education for people. That actually, that's that you can have free guns. That's Article One, Section Eight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. um, but that's the thing. Then I always go, you know, but I go back to. Oh, yeah. Well, the ninth says, you know, that, you know, just because it's not spelled out specifically here doesn't mean that it's not a right. And, and so, that's what, like I say, that's the only only part of it that I've ever really remembered. And I've always remembered that. Great, Randy. That's awesome. And, and, and I think that's fantastic, Loy and Randy, because um, going back to my original devil's advocate, I was hoping that you'd get to something like this because. You know, in my mind, and maybe the viewer's mind, you were avoiding the question a little bit. But then I, you were waiting for the Big Bang at the end, which is, in other words, it doesn't say just that if it's not black and white here that, that these rights are reserved to the people. It does say that, but it doesn't only say that. It says that these rights, that, that they're inalienable rights, and they shall not be interpreted, right. uh, you know, by a judiciary or whatnot, well, they and, shall not be interpreted and yeah. unconstitutional. In other words, go, going right. back to, just let me let me make this point, Randy. I know I talk a lot, yep. but let me make this point. In other words, my original question that was saying, hey, Loy, what about if people are thinking that, you know, the judiciary system has all the rights to interpret the Constitution in any way they want to? They're like prophets, and we don't have authority to do that. No. According to the Ninth Amendment, if they interpret something ungodly that's breaking the Constitution, that's breaking your rights, that in itself is not lawful and not allowed, even if you're a judge, especially if you're a judge. You're not allowed to do that. And so that's the whole point is that a lot of people think, okay, the judiciary system is the prophets of the Constitution. They can allow, we, we can't interpret it privately, etc. like a lot of people talk about the Bible. But the reality is no, no. The Constitution sets clause because these founding fathers, as we believe, but as, as is proof in the pudding right here, were and could only have been given this through providence. They could yeah. only have been given these words through providence right. because there's no way they could have seen into the future Right. To, to write such beautiful words that say, 
okay, if there's corrupt judges one day, which we have now, if they're just corrupt legislature one day, which we have now, and corrupt everything, no, all that doesn't matter because those laws are unlawful people because they go against the Constitution and against your inalienable rights. And so all this gay marriage, all this abortion, all the other lavishness and everything else under the skies is an inconstitutional law, and you should fight against it. It's a reality. Excellent. If you're an American. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have right on. Word. Absolutely. I tell you know, I was just playing that, devil's advocate there, yeah. but I was hoping you get to the punchline, and you did. Yeah. Well, great. Thank you. Yeah. It's it's uh, yeah. Really felt like the it was a spiritual experience when I read that. I felt like the Lord, the Lord really inspired. The, I don't think the founders the founders could not have known how incredible they thought it was pretty miraculous and divine, but they had no idea. I feel like this book shows things that they never had an opportunity to to even understand because they didn't have the history that we've had and been able exactly. to see how incredible it is. So it's now, all Mary, there. If I yeah. want to get a hold of these discoveries that you've made, if I want to get a hold of these, let's say, you know, cause I, I, I can get a hold of them, but if I want to get a hold of them, let's say I'm a viewer or I come back and watch the show later, how do I do that? Is there a website I can go to? Is there well, something I can go to? Yeah. You can go to sevendiscoveries.com, either spelled out or just with the number seven, or you can call me at 801-735-5777. And uh, I like to get them out there as much as possible. If you want to make a donation, help with the next printing, whatever we can, you know, Christmas is real around the corner. So they'd make a great stocking stuffer too. So, And Lloyd, can you check the spelling there that I've put up that link, sevendiscoveries.com? And can you also write down that phone number uh, on the comments bar at the bottom and put your name down there where people can contact you for that uh, that wonderful uh, opportunity to get those seven discoveries? Yeah, it's a special number okay, for the, uh, the Do it to me again, 801. 801-735-5777. 801-735-5777. The book is also endorsed by Ronald M. Mann. He was deputy director of the Bicentennial Celebration of the Constitution under President Reagan. He served in the White House for four years. And so his endorsement awesome. is on the book. Great. So, so back talking about the Ninth uh, Amendment, uh, so many times I've heard people who are anti-guns say, oh, you know, when the founding fathers uh, talked about the right to keep and bear arms, they were thinking about a muzzleloader flintlock rifle and we need to get back to that. And these other guns wouldn't be constitutional. <laughs> and um, anyway, but the point is that the Ninth Amendment says that's crazy. Uh, well, and the other thing is that you had said is when when they made the these amendments, particularly the Ninth Amendment, they really didn't understand. I don't can't think that imagine that they actually understood the ramifications what was really what they really said how it's going right. to happen 200 years later you know 200, 250 years later and things like that um and it's just absolutely amazing that it is so pertinent and so accurate and so well worded it's like every single word mm -hmm. is the perfect word possible for that for that phrase and um okay. so and, yeah and, Yet but those same those same people are willing to put someone like President Obama's finger on the nuclear war. Yeah, 
Yeah. They'll, they'll arm him with nuclear weapons when they wouldn't yeah. trust him driving an Uber. Right. So, yeah. Right. Well, and well, that, <laughs> that's the, the the other side of that is the the freedom of speech. They go, they say that about guns, but then they say, oh yeah, but you know, of course, freedom of speech means you can say anything you want on the internet, or you can, you know, you can put anything on a, uh, uh, you know, in a movie. You, know, you can't censor anything at all. A bit, but you know, it's like how in the world would the founding fathers could have ever imagined? the internet or movies is like, okay. You know, anyway, yeah. that's the, that's my rebuttal to that because yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. Then the freedom of speech, if it's not handwritten, spoken without any electrical uh, assistance or printed by a hand printing press one page at a time, then you don't have the freedom of speech. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> just to be silly. Yeah, Article 3, Section 3 says giving aid or comfort to enemies of the United States is an act of treason. So, and you can give aid and comfort with words. Yeah. And when Obama promoted oh, yeah. that the Constitution was fundamentally flawed, I believe he was committing treason at that time. He was violating his oath. He was committing a felony. High treason. High oh, treason. High treason. Absolutely high treason he was. And Ruth oh, Bader yeah. Ginsburg, no, when she's not the low the 10 year one, people. Right. The absolutely. high treason. The, 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 you know, the, the, the capital punishment one. Right. And Congress defined high treason. The penalty for, for high treason is death. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Capital punishment. Yeah. 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 Which, you yeah, know, last show, um, last show that I did, I, re I read the preamble. Um, and, you know, I just wanted right. to read that because, uh, you know, a lot of people haven't even read that part. But, you know, we read that last. I, I just want to show the beautiful words. We've, we've quoted a lot of them today. But let's just get into Section 1. You know, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It says, um, you know, just to quote it here real quick, all legislative powers herein granted shall be vested in a Congress of the United States, which shall consist of a Senate and a House of Representatives. And I love the simplicity of that because it tells us, the legislative, who's who's going to be making laws? You know, it is it is these the, the legislature, and it is what what is the legislature? It is the House and it is the Senate. That's what it is. It doesn't come from your judges. It doesn't come from any other place. You know, it comes from where from the legislative branch, and 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 there's checks and balances for that. And I love that. The founding fathers put these beautiful words in there so that we could understand it. We could see it in plain language and say, hey, this is what it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be these, these uh, haberdasheries that are going on today. Well, even the First Continental Congress, uh, they weren't able to legislate. They were delivering the votes from the states. And that's really what our state legislators should be doing is giving the vote to our federal representatives to deliver. So our members of the U.S. House and Senate should not be legislating anything. They should be simply delivering the vote from the states. They should be delivery people. Nothing more. Right. I well, think, I love that you brought that up. Oh, let's go ahead, Randy. I was going to say uh, an interesting, an interesting uh, thing and in, uh, point in history from Montana on that point, um, back uh, just before World War One, when Congress voted to declare war in World War One, there was one uh, person in Congress who voted against, and that was the Montana representative, a woman named Rankin, last name Rankin, and uh, she she said, 
I campaigned on a non-war platform and I will not, it doesn't matter, you cannot change my opinion on this. My people voted that we, me in, because the other guy said we're going to war, I said we're not, I will not vote to go to war. And then uh, years later, she only served one term, they voted her out immediately. And she, she only served one term. Years later, she was elected again on the same thing that she was opposed to war and she had the record of voting against war and they voted her in again. And she was the only one to vote against the declaration of war for the second world war. So the same person, because she was, her integrity was such, that she was only gonna vote what she believed her constituents wanted her to vote. And she said, it didn't matter anything else. That, uh, and and she, actually, she actually did it. And actually uh. in, in the face of significant, significant, you know, obviously she was voted out immediately also, but in, in the face of significant pressures, she voted what her, constituents wanted her to vote. So that's called representative government, isn't it? That's what it's called. And that's the way it's all the time. It's funny, people most a lot of people don't realize the word democrat, democratic is not even doesn't even exist in the constitution. Right. Yeah, yeah. And they don't know yeah. what in an article four uh, article uh, article four section four it guarantees every state a Republican form of government. That would spin it's a few heads, right, wouldn't Republican it? Form. <laughs> yeah. well, that's, uh, and notice yeah. what and notice what they're trying to do. They're trying to do everything evil. They're even trying to get rid of a representative form of government, which was established by the Constitution, established by our founding fathers for yeah. a reason. <laughs> you know? well, uh, and, and so when they yeah. when they're all oh Democrats, Demo Dem we're a democratic uh, nation. Uh, let's get back to the, the the votes and counting the the people's vote and that's the way to go. no that's not that's not constitutional you know we're not ancient greece here we've evolved and we've evolved into a beautiful beautiful form of of, of government and uh, unfortunately it's been uh, it's been destroyed you know well, and our representatives but, have sworn to to defend the constitution against dom domestic as well as foreign enemies right. of the constitution so that's a good question for our representatives is as our, ask your ask your oh. senator or congressman, can you please identify a domestic enemy of, of the United States Constitution, and what are you doing to defend the Constitution from such enemy? Right. That's right. That's right. And that brings a a, a beautiful point, Lloyd. I have to bring this up because because you brought it up, and and I'm going to talk about the United Nations here in a second, um, which as as you know, Obama uh, just so incredibly handed over to the United Nations. Uh, several powers that belong only to Congress. But you also mentioned before I go into that, uh, you know, that the states delivering to the federal government, the state votes, just to show a picture of how incredibly backwards and devilish our society has become. Not only have we allowed these Gadianton robbers, these secret society, this underground to take over all forms of government and the media, by the way, and have the media no longer neutral and one-sided, only on the devil's side. But we've taken the powers away from that 
Congress to deliver the votes to the federal government. Who delivers the votes now? You know, it is the United Media Association, the United Press Association that decides. We've decided. We, we the all-powerful media, not not any form of government, not any form of entity or or even special branch of the government assigned to count votes. No, sorry, no. A completely separate from the government entity has taken it upon their hands uh, by this radical left and this secret society of conspirators to destroy our government, taken upon themselves to declare openly who the United States president is, who won the votes, how they can, they're, they're tallying the votes, they're getting the votes in, and they are the ones that are delivering, not to the federal government, but to the people of the United States, bypassing all, uh, all, all constitutional, uh, destroying the Constitution, and just coming in as a thief and brainwashing the American citizens and saying, we, the supreme media, are delivering you the President of the United States of America. I mean, when I did that just now, I felt like the devil himself is in my hands because that's what it is. It is a devilish act, people. The media has stolen it, and it is is, is so evil. It is so evil. And there's a safeguard in place, and I think our representatives are not aware of the Federal Communication Commission and the directors that are appointed by the president all have to take an oath to the Constitution. So our media is bound by the Constitution, but they're never held accountable by citizens or members of Congress or anyone. And that's the problem again, ignorance. No one uses the, you talk about courts and judges not respecting the Constitution. How many representatives are asking any questions about their oath in the Constitution? Yeah, mm-hmm. we just completely right. let him go scot-free without being held accountable to their oath. And the accountability they have to, these people have to go to jail. They have to go to prison. Yeah, for they need the to be held accountable. For, for, for how dare they, how dare they not only intervene with a U.S. election, but take themselves the high power to call it? Yeah, that's high call it, treason. People? And uh, President uh, that, Trump that, has called that, it out. Yeah, he's... Yeah, it's it is. Treason. It is a treason. It is a treason because they have no. They're not. They're. They're not involved with the government. They don't have any governmental powers, constitutional powers whatsoever, and yet they are calling a presidency by it's what authority? I might add. When 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 you come to me with your, I'm from Jesus Christ, and I say to you, by what authority are you from Jesus Christ? Same thing with the media. By what authority do they dare? do this travesty upon the American people. That is treason. And they ought to and should be held accountable. And if they're not held accountable, they're going to be held accountable before God. But we're going to see a devastation of this country like never before. And we are going to remember the days when all this happened. And we're going to be left without government, home, and rights is what we're going to be left with after all this is said and done. Because Having having an entity like that take over is beyond any reason of any individual that has any intellect whatsoever. Yeah, yeah this is a civil war level, really. It's like the beginning mm-hmm. of a civil war where we can end it, it without bloodshed. Without bloodshed, level. but it needs to be ended. It's insurrection, and and hopefully President Trump has enough support with military and otherwise to do the right thing with this. But let's go to what you were talking about, the foreign entities 
uh, you know, the, 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 the enemies of the, of, of, of the federal government with the United States of America. And who would we define that as one? Uh, three, three, four weeks ago, three, four weeks ago, before the election was even here, the United Nations got up in a press conference and declared that the possible, the most likely outcome of the United States elections that will be coming up will probably, they will cause a worldwide disruption. And therefore, therefore, it is an obligation of the peacekeepers, the United Nations, the peacekeepers of the world, to maintain that peace by, by putting in their own, what they called overseer, overseer, to come in and take over the United States while, while we have another regular election. Okay, so what, what's, what's going on here, people? How dare they? How dare they? United Nations comes out and says this, that they're going to introduce uh, uh, some kind of entity, some kind of overseer. I'm sorry, that's called, that's called, uh, uh, you, you know, that's called invasion. <laughs> that's going to be taken over of our government. And the reality is that the Constitution, the clauses, and, and et cetera, the, I mean, there is a deadline, people, and these things go, and they go to the Senate and the House, et cetera, and then they get a, they get a call the president, et cetera. And then on the other hand, um, you know, you have the Speaker of the House that might, you know, might, might be, you know, calling it in, grabbing it in from there. You have all sorts of different sides coming in. But the reality is, while all this is happening, you have a foreign entity, United Nations, that says that they're the supreme chancellor of the world and they get to oversee america i don't think so <laughs> i call that a foreign entity and we would never we would never have gone this for for this as red brown americans if it wasn't for obama with his i love the united nations and give them all power and and the united nations and and our poor boys our poor uh uh national guard with their their commitment to the united nations instead of to the federal government which is incredible to me because these little teenagers, boys, think that their ultimate allegiance is to the United Nations. It's not. It's to the United States of America. And it is, it is incredible to me. Uh, foreign entities? <laughs> foreign entities. <laughs> Loy or Randy? Well, everyone is con uh, practically everyone in this country is, is uh, contractually and, and uh, patriotically bound to uphold and obey the Constitution of the United States. We have a rule of law here. And so many times you hear people, even conservatives, refer to the Constitution as like a rule book or a guide, guideline. And, guideline. Uh, <laughs> and, it, and it boils, it comes right back to uh, there's, there needs to be a penalty for breaking your oath to support and defend the Constitution of the United States. And, uh, but if you, were, if you were to ask any representative right now, where in the Constitution does it say we can't have socialism? Unfortunately, I think unless they have my book, they would come back with their, they don't know, or there isn't a clause. And yeah. you don't need to have a clause because the enumerated powers in Article 1, Section 8 does not give the Congress the power to take our property and give it to others. But to have these pushback clauses like the last line of the Fifth Amendment, that's very clear. You cannot have your private property taken from you for public use without just compensation. They need to, and and uh, my brothers and I, my brother has a, a television studio, 6,000 square feet of audio and video. We're gonna start uh, contacting all of our representatives and we're gonna document their answer on, where's the clause? Where's the, the specific clause that pushes back hard against socialism. And if they don't know what it is, then we're going to tell them what it is. And we're going to 
we're going to hold every single one of those people accountable by documenting their answers to questions like that. So we have it on record. I have, I have a question on that note. So I'm, I, uh, I was an air traffic controller. I was a civil servant. I worked for the government in you know, the FAA, which is in the Department of Transportation. And I have had people tell me that I was working in a socialist uh, field. I don't know how I remember how exactly I say it, but that the FAA air traffic control is a socialist arm of our government. And uh, like that doesn't sound, I, I don't see that. But, um, but anyway, I, I, my question to you is, is, is what's the response to that? Is, is a government agency a form of socialism in our country? Well, you know, there are so many things that can be debated and that's where it comes to studying the constitution and understanding what our unalienable rights are and what's right. happening and if our rights are being deprived or not. There's so many really difficult uh, discussions that we can have on a lot of, could have on a lot of complicated issues, but I look for the low hanging fruit with the obvious ones like, right. you know, where in the constitution are you given the power to kill children because they're below a certain age, things right. like that that are so obvious. So, uh, and as far as socialism goes, you know, if we could just understand uh, that, that we don't need to be taxed at all and that right. the protection of our money is very pretty clear in the constitution. Uh, that's a, you know, I, I talk to people that debate me and go, well, if we, if we go to a paper money system, then we're going to have inflation, all this stuff. It's like, Hey, we're already there. And the federal reserve to me has proven that a digital or paper currency works, but it's just in the wrong hands. So if we could just cut out socialism right now and enforce their nonprofit status, we would see a tremendous step forward. Then as we grow and progress economically and we prosper, then we can really fine tune and figure out what, what rights are being violated by privileges and so on and so forth and really map it all out. <laughs> all right. But I, I can't think of any reason why air traffic controllers would be considered a socialistic arm of the government. I, yeah. What they don't want you to know with your host, Mr. Noriega. Is the government keeping secrets? You bet they are. And here those secrets are revealed. Teacher, seven years researching the common core of the education system. Author Noriega. What they don't want you to know 